Jane. Hey, Issa. <laughs> Lisa. This is Under the Bleachers. We're two adults who watch and discuss movies for teens. <laughs> My voice is fucked up. Okay, this week, The Hunger Games. Very exciting. But first, Jane, would you like to talk about what we did last night? Yeah, we had so much fun. I actually woke up this morning and was, Walt- was like, Walter, I had so much fun last night. We just <gasps> went and we ate pasta at Issa's favorite restaurant nearby, which is called Supper. We had dinner at supper and then we got cocktails and it was really nice. <laughs> it wasn't very exciting now that I say it all out loud. Um, And I feel that we were just in like a really loud, <laughs> we were just like in a really loud space because the outdoor dining space that we went to was just like crazy. Mm-hmm. Um, So it was very silly because we were really cramped in and it was very loud and I kind of felt like I had to yell at you the entire time. Um, Which is how we really often... Nice communicate yeah and then i also will say you were being like very existential which like in a way oh. is like very like a teen <laughs> there was also something isa said which i wanted to report on which is we were talking about powerlifting, which is an interest of uh, isa's husband specifically but all of us and we were discussing children powerlifting and the potential <laughs> to cause like I guess there's some fear that if kids exercise a lot, they they won't grow. Their growth will be stunted. And Issa shouted, it's good to be petite. (laughs) Okay, this is because there's like a really cute like eight-year-old or something that's like famous on Instagram reels. Okay, but I I maintain my (laughs) position that it's it's cute to be below 5'2". I think that's fine. Um, (laughs) We also also discussed um, just in general where we want to live and so we'll be updating the listeners when we figure that out but we have no fucking idea um it might be in one home yes we decided maybe we would (laughs) other friends are invited close friends are invited have a family home home with multiple families um (laughs) um but you know unfortunately unlike the hunger games book series we don't have that like flash forward into the future um so, Jane, would you like to introduce our guest? I'm really excited. Yes, of course. Lizzie Logan is a comedy writer whose work has been featured in Vulture, Reductress, and The Onion. Hello, Lizzie. Hi, Lizzie. Hello. Thank you so much for being on. I'm so excited to be here. Thank you for having me. Yay. Um, Lizzie, we like to let uh, ask everybody who comes on the pod, what type of teen were you? Great question. I describe myself in high school as being girl popular oh so I was like very active in like I was like student body president my senior year and I was in a lot of clubs and went to a lot of birthday parties and I didn't go on any dates Mm -hmm. and I was not cool but I had a lot of I got along with a lot of people this is this is very um like sorority president potential vibes. Yes, I did then join a sorority in college, but I was like kind of too depressed to like make anything of it, but I <laughs> but I I was lured in by the promise Lude. of being among my kind. Interesting. Wow. That's a unique. I don't think we've heard that one before. I really like it. I also think it's like a um a great 
I don't know, canceling out of the type of girl that's like, I just don't have a lot of girlfriends. I just get along better with guys um, that like, you know, right, kind they're of less drama. Yeah, that's always the reason they give. You actually loved the drama, and that's why you were friends with so many I girls. Absolutely love drama. I continue. <laughs> I love gossip so much. Yes. Um, I love. Okay, well, we'll get one of those. <laughs> we should get one of those types of girls, and then make you guys fight. Um, I am really excited that you chose this movie. Um, and I wanted to ask, like, what was your relationship? to the Hunger Games um, um, property. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, it came out. I never, like, know about things before they're movies, I guess. <laughs> like, I, so I'm books. not, yeah, <laughs> I'm not, like, aware of, like, hot books. Um, so I became aware of it when the movie came out. And I think it was my freshman year of college. And I saw it and I was like, that was good I want to know what happens and so it was uh the the it was like the big spring concert it was called Bacchanal and it was like everyone just completely partied and just got shit-faced all weekend and I stayed inside the whole weekend and read the whole Hunger Games series so I was like I don't feel up to going out and I just bought all three books from the like campus bookstore and read all of the Hunger Games Oh, what a, what a good like, weekend. Oh, it sounds so good. <laughs> it was, I had a good time. I thought you were going to say that, like, because the theme was, like, Bacchanal, everybody, like, dressed up like they were from the Capitol and there no. was a cornucopia. <laughs> but it is. I was thinking about this because ever since I watched this movie for this podcast, I've just been thinking about, like, I feel like this does have a lot of, like, cultural resonance and like people use it as like a shorthand for I mean it's like a pretty clear like allegory for capitalism or whatever but like people you know with like the Trumps and stuff would like post memes of like the people at the Capitol being dressed up like it's a very like political Mm. it's a very political franchise yeah it's for teens for sure to like (laughs) cut their teeth on like I think this says this about society, which is like, mm-hmm. ugh, it's it's so great. <laughs> Jane, what about you? What's your relationship to The Hunger Games? Well, at this time when it came out, my mom was still a children librarian. And so oh. uh, she was still a children. <laughs> so, um, and so I had, you know, a lot of access to this stuff. I was always, I always got the Harry Potter book first, not not from purchasing it. Like, I would always get the free copy from the library first. Right. Um, so I th- I'm sure that I read the books, and I'm sure I'm sure I liked them. Um, I I don't remember I've seen if I've seen all the movies, but my clearest memory is that I was in a class in college f- about youth culture, and we talked about the <gasps> Hunger Games, and we talked about um, Amandla specifically, Ooh. and the, like, racism that she dealt with. Yeah, so you know what? Relationship. I can't even remember. I like don't remember the racism, <laughs> um, which is okay, good. Like Issa. it's probably good <laughs> that I don't remember that. But like, no, it is good. But because I mean, I wasn't on Twitter, and like, I probably just like didn't pay attention to what people were saying about movies online as much. Did you read? So did you read the books? Yes. So okay. I was. I was like really into the books. I also, you know, I'm gonna be vulnerable and like talk about this in the pod. 
I was like in a really big anti Harry Potter phase for a while. Sure. Um, Jane's shaking her head. That's hard and like for me I here. know I know now that it's like I was just like having a reactionary impulse, but it was sort of like the you know the like memes that's like read any other book or something. Like I was just like there are many other, you know, YA um I don't know, sci fi or fantasy things that are that I like more. Um, so you picked the really niche and underrated Hunger Games. <laughs> no, but I, I was, you know, I was sort of excited for something to, I, I guess I was excited for another big, like, cultural young adult thing totally. to be po- I love talked that about too. that wasn't Harry Potter. Mm-hmm. Um, but also, I think, like, something interesting when I was watching this is, like, it's such a big movie, but I don't think... I don't think I thought about... I don't think I was, like, exhausted by, by, like, books becoming movies and stuff. So, like, I just, like, felt differently about it than I, d- than I do now about, like, different mm. Avengers movies or different books becoming movies now. It was just so exciting. I remember being so excited for the movie to come out. Um, and then another big, big tie-in for me is that um, when I was... I, I started uh, dating my now husband when the first movie was out, and I found out that he was team Gale, and I was team Peta, and mm. he denies this, but I remember <laughs> it because like I was like shocked, and I didn't understand. Um, mm. But we think it's because he didn't read the third book yet. Oh, I I truly don't remember what happens, but I... <laughs> That's I'm okay. Gonna, I'm gonna... I think I'm gonna watch the next two movies. Which... It's also... They're like a quick read and like the books are fun and good. Like, I don't know. And this I, I'm what young adult is perfect for. It's perfect for adults who just like want to read <sighs> four books in a day. It's so yeah. much fun. Okay. My next question is what was your relationship to Jennifer Lawrence, Lizzie? Like, when did you become aware of her? This was definitely. Okay. Well, no, because I. I remember her big like moment was when she wore that red dress to the Oscars. When um, I'll never forget it. When (laughs) she was nominated, I think for Winter's Bone. Yeah, and she's like talked about this before, where it was like she had to have her big sexy debut, and then since then she's like, all right, we could tone it down. Yeah, which I have a lot of um, respect for her navigating that. Um, Yeah, I thought she was cool. She was like very funny. I think. The whole cast was like funny, which I think helped because the movie's not very funny, but like Stanley Tucci and Elizabeth Banks, like they would all like go on SNL and do like bits and like whenever they did um, like press for this movie, it was all, it felt very like accessible and not super self-serious. But yeah, I just remember she was like, she was it. And it was, it was cool. I think she's cool. There was one, I mean- I remember one like review of the movie was talking <gasps> about. Um, oh, I'm not, should I not say review? No, 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 no say, say, it. say. Well, so this is. I like. It's funny that I remember all this stuff. There, Manola Dargis in the New York Times. I remember my friend Liz was like shouting about this review where she called Katniss like an Eve figure of like <gasps> she was like. Uh, Wait. <laughs> she was like had this big thing about how like pop culture is full of like Adam types and like finally oh. we have an Eve I'm not doing it justice but interesting um, I also remember Jennifer Lawrence's big line at the time was that like she wasn't super skinny mm-hmm. I know yeah. she's, oh my god she's huge right she's huge <sighs> um but then there was one review that was like 
in the book she Katniss is supposed to be like basically starving to death yeah. and Jennifer Lawrence does not like not not calling her fat but was just being like she doesn't look like she's starving to death and I was like ooh that's so true and then looking back on it now I was like who cares like whatever why why does it matter like oh, she's you're acting hungry you're so <laughs> you're so brave for bringing that up because I also remember being in 2012, being like, mm, so true. They're supposed to be starving. To my credit, I think I felt it about her and PETA as well. So mm. I wasn't just hating women, but like I definitely true. was <laughs> as well. But but my take now is that I think people wouldn't have paid as much attention to that. You're being called up by the body police. You mentioned <laughs> underweight people and now the body positives are here to have a word with you. <laughs> My take now that I have grown and I'm not just mimicking the fat phobic statements of the New York Times <laughs> is that they should have just fucked up their skin and hair more because everybody in this movie, Peta, Gail, Prim, the mom, like has beautiful close ups of like really beautiful skin with everybody wearing good like natural looking foundation that I think it would have just like distracted people more. Yeah, it also would sell you, like, the makeover would have more, like, this is actually a- so true. This movie, like, has, like, in terms of teen movies, it's kind of different because it doesn't take place, like, at school, but um, it does have the teen movie trope of, like, she looks too good before the makeover. So true. I didn't even think about how this movie could have, they could have done a Princess Diaries style makeover moment. <laughs> like, right. Like, she's supposed, it's supposed, they're, like, she looks too good before. They all look too good. Yeah, yeah, that's true. I have a comment about the red dress. I remember specifically, like, watching that moment. I, I oh. guess it was at the Oscars. Mm-hmm. And to me, I was like, she looks incredible. And my parents were like, I don't like it. My dad was like, looks too much like a bathing suit. And I was like, what the fuck do you guys know about fashion? (laughs) Um, But yeah, she looks so gorgeous. And it's interesting because I feel like one reason why she is likable is because she's not emaciated looking, which is so stupid to talk about because like, I'm like, she is a thin woman. I don't know. She's very slender. (laughs) It's very confusing to talk about that. She just, she just doesn't look sick. And so I guess that's relatable. I don't know. She also Um, has a round, as a round face girl, she also has a round face, which is like, you know, discriminated against in Hollywood. (laughs) I do think that her face is different looking than a lot of other, the like, of the like high profile actresses. Well, I will. And stop me if this is a can of worms you don't even want to open. Hell yeah. I will say she doesn't at any point look like frail which mm-hmm. is yeah. the thing that a lot of like which is which is good for Katniss yeah. yeah good it's good casting she was the right Katniss for sure yeah like I always think of this when we were talking about like girls who have like guy friends versus girls who have girlfriends and Hell stuff yeah. this movie very much to me is like the mirror image of Twilight because it's like the same thing with the love triangle but everyone was like Bella's really passive and it's like a damaging woman whereas like Katniss is really empowered and like kills people um and like is the one with the incredible powers and stuff so like 
I feel like it was like you're either like a Hunger Games girl or a Twilight girl. Mm. Mm, that that's big. I also think like there was um a stage of like young adult feminism that was like we'll make all the girls fight. <laughs> like we'll make them just be really good at fighting and like archery. Like they were just like let's have them let's give them an athletic skill. Divergent <laughs> for me. I, I it feels like Divergent is a knockoff knockoff of Hunger Games, but I'm pretty sure the books came out at a very similar time yeah, same or like time. like it, it wasn't a knockoff. It just feels like that. And I feel more confident now having rewatched Hunger Games that Divergent is just the much worse <laughs> option of the two. Um, uh, Jane, aside from the red dress, when did you become aware of Jennifer Lawrence? Um, I might have watched was Winterbone before Hunger Game? Yeah. <laughs> okay. I had one fr- and one. <laughs> I I had a friend who wanted to watch it with me, and that's definitely not like my type of movie. Like it's a, a movie for smart people. Um, but I watched that movie, and she was good in it. I guess so. That's when I first knew her. Yeah, I feel like I became aware of her because of all the awards for Winter's Bone, which I have not seen, and I'm like, maybe I would like it because I think she's, I think she's so talented. Um, but I also wanted to sort of recap her like arc so she does winter's bone in 2010 then she does x-men first class in 2011 which now i like realize came out before hunger games she's mystique the the sexy oh yeah wow sexy blue girl who like may or may not like michael fassbender in it i can't remember does she want to have sex with him i can't remember anyway and then she does hunger games in 2012 and so her first sort of like big blockbuster franchise role is blue girl (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> um but she i remember her being pretty good in that too <laughs> i didn't see it okay she is from indian hills kentucky um apparently she says that her mom raised her to be tough like her brothers and she would get pulled out of class in preschool because she was being too rough with the other girls so this is definitely like <laughs> you know they were basically raising her to be a ya character um <laughs> She also was a horse girl. Ooh. It's funny because the Wikipedia says she has an injured tailbone as a result of being thrown from a horse. And I'm like, well, she's not still injured. <laughs> um, <laughs> There's just a chunk of it missing. <laughs> um, And then she like started doing, you know, church plays, school musicals. Then she was 14 and on a family vacay in New York City and was spotted on the street by a talent scout. Oh, my God. (sighs) I, yeah, anyway. um, And then, you know, started to do cold readings and the agent said she was, like, so good for someone so young. The funny part that made it into the interview, too, is that her mom, like, recounts this story and was like, yeah, I thought they were lying. (laughs) (laughs) I would too. Wow, thanks, Jennifer Lawrence's mom. (laughs) Um, but yeah, she she's been acting basically since like her teens, and um, you know, also she she now she was dating um Nicholas Holt. Yeah, they were in X Men together. And then Darren Aronofsky for a while Mm. when she was filming Mother exclamation point which I never watched, but seemed like an insane movie. It um, is but now really it heavy. is. Yeah. It, <laughs> okay. I, now she, now she's married. We've not talked about it. <laughs> and she's having a baby. So congrats. 
Yeah, and she's going to be in Don't Look Up. She's like coming back. That's the whole thing is like, she's like, I took three years off because people were annoyed by me. And yes. now I'm in this big movie. And a lot of oh, people yeah. are like, she shouldn't have taken off because she can do whatever she wants, which is I true. I was going to but- say, yeah. Were we like... Were you aware of like her arc of people talking about her where first we like all loved her because she's really relatable and stuff and then it like turned on her? Do you remember that? Because people were just like, she's always pretending to be clumsy. (laughs) Yeah, I I remember the first there was like. I think it was at the Golden Globes. Someone was like looking at their phone because they like didn't speak very good English and was like trying to ask her a question. And she was like, can you not be on your phone or something? And everyone was like, oh, she shouldn't have done that. Or yeah. it was just this thing where it was like they caught her in a bad moment, but it everyone was so ready to hate her because she'd been yeah. so popular that people like seized on it. Yeah, I definitely... Yeah, I definitely remember the turn and I also like respect her for being like, you know what? I'm just gonna I'm just gonna like enjoy my pile of money for a while. Yeah. <laughs> um Jane, you uh put something on or screenshotted something on Wikipedia about Josh Hutcherson. Oh yeah. Do you remember? He supported Bernie. Both, yes, he both he like the most recent times, both two of them. Both You also have them. something in common with him, Jane. Oh no! He's a really big and um, prominent gay straight alliance. Uh, oh guy. my gosh! It's so okay when you read about this stuff. He, he's in a he's like the the face of a group called um, Straight Not Narrow. It's so antiquated now, right? That it feels like it happened a hundred years ago. Like that's sh- bad branding. And what's funny is he mean? he's like well, it means like sorry. Straight, not narrow, meaning like I'm straight, but I'm not narrow-minded, right? Yeah. But what's funny is, is he says I'm mostly straight and I don't like labels, which I I appreciate, but sure. But that's the thing is we're that's we're in this new yeah. era of queerness rather than whatever else there was. So it is funny that he was like heading this. Um, he was he was cast stuff. pretty quickly, but I'm gonna read all the people that auditioned for Katniss. Okay, you may not know before we move on. Um, so. About 30 actresses auditioned or read for the role of Katniss Everdeen, including Haley Steinfeld, mm-hmm. Abigail Breslin, mm. Emma Roberts, mm-hmm. Shersha Ronan. Is that how you say her name? Yeah, good job. Chloe Grace Moritz, <gasps> Jodel Furland, who I don't know, Lindsay Fonseca, Emily Browning, Shailene Woodley, <gasps> Kaya Scudelario, and Troy and Belisario from Pretty Little Liars. Whoa. I yeah. honestly think this is crazy. I think. Haley Steinfeld would have would have done a really good job, and she would have. She's yeah. younger; she would have looked more age appropriate. Did yeah. I make it up that Brie Larson auditioned? For some reason, I have it in my head that that was like a famous thing that she didn't get. She maybe auditioned for Divergent. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, yeah, I do. I do think Haley Steinfeld. I also think Troy and Belisario from Pretty Little Liars would do well. Spencer from Pretty Little Liars. But maybe that's just because she kind of looks like <laughs> Jeffrey Lawrence. She's just like tall brunette. <laughs> okay, um, Jane, should we jump right in? Yeah, let's do it. Okay. In dystopian Panem, society is split into 12 districts. 
every year as punishment for the previous rebellion against the capital, two children are selected from each district and forced to fight to the death. Katniss, her mother, her younger sister Prim, and her manly best friend Gail live in the poorest <laughs> district. When Prim gets selected as tribute, Katniss volunteers in her place. The other tribute is Peta, a softer boy who once gave Katniss bread when she was starving. On the luxury train ride to the capital, they meet Hamish, an alcoholic who is the only Hunger Games winner from their district. He explains that to get sponsors to provide resources, they will need to be well-liked. For the game kickoff, all the tributes get a makeover, and, design- and designer Cena gives Katniss and Peta dope outfits that light on fire, impressing the crowds. Can we talk about the I volunteer moment? Because I yeah. feel like that was a meme that permeated the culture and was <laughs> totally. like such a. And is a she acts the hell out of that moment. Yeah. Oh yeah, and it's longer than I remember. <laughs> She's really distraught immediately. Like her voice is like, <laughs> like she's like really, she's she's like really uh, in pain as she does it. And like, there's lots of crying and uh, it's super emotional. It's pretty good. Yeah. I like it. I'm pro that moment. <laughs> it's like a for a for a teen movie, it's it's like pretty rough at the beginning. It's like heart wrenching right at the start. Yeah, this whole movie, something that I noticed is that when I when I first was involved with Hunger Games I sort of read it more as like a fantasy book and I had more separation from it and now watching it and seeing children die was a very very different experience like I guess I know I'm an adult for real because I was like this is so hard to watch for me that's so true I was like well they're all fighting for their lives whatever (laughs) it's a little too close to home um Okay, Mm. I knew, obviously, I would say most, if not everybody who went to watch this movie knew the premise. Yeah. But, like, I think the weakest part of the movie is that there's, like, lame, like, font on, like, four slides (laughs) explaining what the Hunger Games is right before the movie. It felt unnecessary to me. I was like, Uh, what is this? I don't know what this is. Because then they do it again with the little video. Yeah, yes. I was like, this is not necessary at all. Who did this? Like, this should be edited. Like, I just can't believe that made it in. <laughs> I had an issue with um, the scene that it continues on into the rest of the movie of her lying in the rain, starving. <laughs> so she's sort of leaning against a tree, fully yeah. dressed. Go into your in house. In the rain. Yeah. <laughs> Why are you going to your house? And she's staring at... I mean, he wasn't even there, so she was just kind of, like, staring off into the distance. Peta comes out of his house to feed the pigs, and then he throws her some bread. And she's just, like, looking at him for- forlornly, I guess. Mm-hmm. It felt so strange. Yeah, that's one of the more awkward shots. And I think it's because also, for a while, you, like, don't understand where she is because it's just showing a close-up of her face, like, sideways. And you're like, where is she lying? <laughs> like, shouldn't um, she be with her family? I, I think don't know. in the book it was like she went she went to the bakery to try to see if like she could dig through their trash, but oh. then she was just like so tired. So she like that makes so I might be making much that more up. sense. I don't I don't love like shaky camera. In I general. was about to bring up the shaky cam. I don't think it's necessary. And I think mm. it's like really a, a lot in the start of the movie, and then it sort of goes away. Or maybe not. Maybe it just matches the action more. So then, like, I'm not annoyed by it. Um, But I did appreciate, like, I don't know. I appreciated that, like, it. this movie, although it's, like, a giant movie with, like, trillion dollars being poured into it or whatever, like, 
it still did look like someone was trying to do a very specific like vibe and like vision the colors super the colors washed out. and like mm-hmm. yeah and the like angry cat which i like who just like hisses for no reason also i've never thought about this before but why is it tributes between the ages of 12 to 18 like you'd think that they'd make it like i don't know like 13 to 25 if it's just supposed to be like young people like Mm. it's so funny that she was like it's gotta be teens like specifically teens oh yeah she knew about us she was like (laughs) i have a question it's really important okay what color hair should Jennifer Lawrence have? Um, not this. You're against the brown, okay? Yeah, I mean, do you mean just in me general, brunette. like if I were her stylist or for this movie? Yes, St- the general. Mm-hmm. Oh, uh, yeah, blonde. Okay, yeah. so we're blonde. Okay, I, I think, think she, I, agree. I think she's a sunny person. I think yeah. she. I think it's genuine. I think she is like a goofy, sunny person, and I want that to be. I want that expressed in her hair. Yeah. <laughs> it did feel, the hair color did feel a little dark. I was like, girl, you can't pay for food. You're not getting your hair dyed. Same with the <laughs> eyeliner. Like, I, I think they yeah, do a good again, job with the makeup, but sometimes they zoomed in and you could see her eyeliner. And I was like, that really takes me out of it. Um, I also had a hair question for you. Okay. Um, for both of you. Have either of you at any time of your life worn your hair in a single braid like this? And oh, like- Yes. And it was inspired by a fictional character. Which character? But not Katniss? No, this was uh, in middle school after I saw Wicked. <gasps> oh, because oh, I forgot she's pre- also a single braid girl. Mm, pre-ma- pre-makeover girls be wearing their hair in braids. Oh, <laughs> I guess I'm pre-makeover because, I Issa, I guess you don't know this about me. I wear my hair on a French braid constantly constantly That's like, like to the gym true. to the gym every time i go to the gym i wear it in a french braid because if i wear it in a ponytail and then i do like a lying down exercise it's in the way mm. but if you do french braid everything's like out of the way flat it's not uncomfortable it doesn't pull on you so i'm like i constantly am doing a katniss do so it would be <laughs> the best in the hunger games which is a lot of cardio true it's true i i also like that they do like they french braid it sort of from the left to the right side so that it hangs on the side it's mm. it's cool it's a cool hairdo for someone with like thick hair however i do think like if you were like really unhealthy and also like starving and also just like your life is hard you would just like cut your hair with like oh. scissors like it wouldn't I don't know. It would be like in the way if you're like hunting for deer for your food. Interesting. I don't know. I don't know if I agree with that. You got to okay. hold on to some of your femininity. <laughs> um, I also said that light blue really washes me out. So I would hate to live here in this district in particular. <laughs> uh, okay. Let's talk about the Capitol. I thought they okay. did a really good job, especially because they could have done just anything with how these rich people look and they like yes. really went for it. I'm, I don't remember what the book describes them as, but they're basically clowns, which is super interesting and funny. Um, when they're doing the makeover scene, I love that they wax her legs. That's so perverse. Yes. It's, and then they're like, oh, we, like we need we to need do more it wax. Again. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's awful, but it's so, but it's so, it's such a perfect detail. Thick hair brunettes ugh. felt that. Um, I was gonna say the clothing is just what Doja Cat wears now, <laughs> like, which I think is great. Like because it's supposed to be like futuristic and like weird and alieny. Oh, um, that is her vibe. 
Yeah, and I I think I think it's really like somebody definitely, especially Effie, like somebody really really. I love the detail of when someone is plucking her brows and like putting mascara on her or something and then it goes to the stylist and the stylist has like really crazy like Mm -hmm. multi-toned fake eyelashes and i i love that detail i have a question (sighs) okay sorry how would you like to be introduced as a tribute lizzie logan is from district 12 her work has appeared in the onion (laughs) (laughs) what would you be wearing oh okay what would your luke what's my vibe um, I think, you know how one of the career girls, quote unquote, was in just like a poofy dress and like, she's like kind of girly girl mm-hmm. and like basic, like I'd probably just go with that. And I think because I'm short, it would like work like kind of like Ariana Grande vibes. <laughs> but then like, I don't know. But then would people just kill me immediately? I don't know. I want to, w- maybe this is just my answer today, but like a <laughs> yeah. bodysuit. And Ooh. then, like, Ooh. wings. Like, I want to be just a big <sighs> butterfly. That's awesome. I think that would be fun. That would definitely... I like the chariot scene when they're all like, oh, my gosh, they have fire. And I feel mm-hmm. like you would win You would win against the fire if you were a cool big butterfly. Yeah, I like Jane, that did idea. you have a look you yeah. already had in your head? No. Oh, okay. I was just putting the work on you, your shoulders. I have a clarification question. Is one Hunger Games a Hunger Game? <laughs> Or is it like the Olympics? I think it's like the Olympics. Okay. The Olympic Games. That's a great, you know, they never address that. (laughs) But then like, are the specific games, I guess the specific games are like, now go find food. Now there's fire. Now there's, you know, like, those are like the separate events Hmm. in the Hunger Games. Yeah. Hunger Games is sort of like a decathlon. Like there's a lot of, (laughs) it's a multi-skill game. Yeah. Okay. Um, first gut reaction, what do we think of PETA? And Gail, sorry. I'm so biased. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, PETA's kind of, not PETA, sorry. Gail's kind of a like underwritten character yeah. in the books and in the movies. And I don't know that like, like Josh Hutcherson is like bringing it. And yes. I don't know that Liam Hemsworth is bringing it. He's not bad, Ooh. but I don't know that he's bringing it. He just, like, doesn't have anything to work with. Yeah. He has very little to do. I agree. I, I just didn't – I almost feel as if if they wanted the romance to be more complicated, they they could have had her and Gail have some sort of romance between them at the beginning – and then have it be a source of conflict for her when she had feelings for Peta, and that would have been yeah. more interesting. But but as the movie stands, like I don't care about Gail at all. I don't know what happens in the next two, and maybe I'll care about him more. But I don't feel as if she had anything to feel bad about. And I mean, he's just a dude, and Peta is Peta's everything. He definitely like Gail does. Gail has his own arc, but it's always sort of like in the background, and she just like hears about stuff he does. In the movie, I felt like they couldn't do anything with him, so they just made him hot. And I agree that it would be so different if they were even, like, kissing before. Like, in the grass when they're, like, hanging out. Like, why don't they, like, ki- I don't know. I'd but like, hold hands. But yeah. she's supposed to be, like, very virginal That'd also. So and she's oh, she's also that. supposed to be this very... <laughs> Jane hates virgin. That's always how it she's, is. <laughs> she's also supposed to be, like, I think, like, an introvert and, like, socially, like, incompetent. And Jen- Jennifer Lawrence does, like, a pretty good job of, like... Her being sort of like awkward and like vacant 
for like a lot of it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, because that's like a big thing is that like for one, I mean, we're not in it yet, but like once she's in the arena, they're like, you need to show your personality so that people like you. And she's like, I don't show my personality. Like yeah. that's, it's a, that's part of her arc is learning to like act for the camera. <laughs> yeah, for sure. So like maybe Gail just like didn't want to like scare her. I don't know. Okay, we should, we should move on. Cause like, I feel like we want to talk about like the training stuff. Yeah, and, for like, sure. How they yeah. Act in. Okay. The tributes go through four days of training. We meet scary Kato, a hulking monster from a wealthy district and Rue, a very young girl who takes a liking towards Katniss. Peta convinced that he stands no chance, demonstrates his strength and camouflage skills. Frustrated by the rude attitude of the game makers, Katniss shoots an arrow into their food, earning her the best score of all the tributes. During the pregame interviews, Katniss makes the crowd laugh, and then Peta admits he's had a crush on Katniss for years. Later, Katniss attacks him, thinking he lied and made her look weak. That night, she apologizes, and Peta says he wishes there was a way he didn't have to play the game and let the capital win. The tributes are injected with microchips, and the game begins! <laughs> Good job, Effie. I thought that the training went on a little long. It's a hard balance because you want to meet all of the characters before they get into the arena, but we're also just waiting for them to get into the arena. So it's like we've had all the setup at the district and now we've had more setup in the training and I'm just like sitting there watching like, all right, let's get into the thing. For sure. But it does make you like care about them a little more. Kato... Kato sort of looks like he's hitting on her here. Like, did anyone else get that vibe? No. Okay. <laughs> I was so scared of him. He's sort of looking at her like he wants to kill her, but then there's like a couple times that I'm like, he also looks like he wants to have sex with her. I don't know. <laughs> His only character trait is that he has too much tea and he's just like screaming all the time, so like, or mad all the time. So like, I don't really, I guess I didn't really understand, I don't know, like why, I guess he just like wants to win. I think they do... I think his arc is pretty interesting and it does explain why he's so so the way he is is that in he's the just end, yeah. he's a terrified child like all of them. Um yeah, it's scary. This movie is 3 hours and 2 minutes long, so it's sort of oh hard to God, argue yeah. with the idea that any part of it's too long. Um <laughs> so they probably could have cut this down a little bit. Amandla Amanda is so cute. She's I so cute. This was her start, right? This was yeah. a huge deal yeah. for her and um, so the racism issue that we talked about is that in the books, actually Katniss is supposed to be maybe like olive skinned tone, like just like a not fair skinned and Rue is supposed to be like blonde and white. And so when they ca cast a black actress, people freaked out at her and were awful, like beyond awful towards her because people are crazy. Um, so that's what happened there, even though I think she's perfect for it she's like very um kind of elfish and that's what rue's skill set is i guess mm -hmm. yeah. oh this is a question i have in general we're supposed to look at all of these characters as if they do have skills so i'm wondering do people train for this from birth because it i wouldn't have a skill i yeah. guess this leads me into my next question is like what would your skills be and mine would be i would have none and i would die mm-hmm Oh, I would, like, eat something poisonous immediately so that I wouldn't have to kill anyone. They would have to, like, stop me from immediately committing suicide in the ring. Um, yeah, I don't have any skills that would be helpful. I, I can climb a tree. Mm. That is helpful. That's probably it. I think I would be 
um, I've watched a bit of Survivor, which is just the closest thing to this. And I, thinking about that, like, I think I would just like play the alliances Mm. and be good at like pitting people against each other. I don't think I would make it to the end, but um, can we, I mean, maybe we'll save this for later. PETA's skill is a bit of a stretch. <laughs> I know. That's Wait, crazy. Which one? The, the lifting or the decorating? Okay. No, he's strong. Fine, he's strong. The camouflage, the uh, <laughs> the effect that this may... Here's... Okay, here... Can I... I'm just going to lay it out there. If they had just said, like, he's just good at camouflage, like, all right, he's good at camouflage. She's good at archery. But they specifically root it <laughs> in the background that this skill comes from decorating cakes. And that just doesn't make any sense. Yeah. Also, where does he have the supplies to do this? That's Those my big completely question. Completely different skills. Completely different skills. Yeah, I feel like if they're in, if even if he's a baker, like it's like a very poor district, and so he wouldn't be like frosting some wedding cakes. Uh, like, that's so like, true. I feel like they could have very easily. They could have cut the camouflage thing and. It, it would have been totally fine. No, but then you, you, no, you can't because you get like one of the best scenes. When I don't know. Okay. I think it's so good. Okay. Wait, really quickly follow up to Lizzie. So Lizzie, am I correct in saying Lizzie's the only one here who's able to start a fire for survival? Because <laughs> I'm not. I'm Jen, not. are you able to? Oh, no, definitely not. No, but not. you watch Survivors. So I feel like you could. <laughs> Half the people on Survivor can't do it. It's a big plot point. Oh, I feel like oh. that's something you should learn before you go on that show. I know. And yet they don't. I just, they're, it's just confusing. This movie confuses okay, wait, me. I will answer. I'll answer <sighs> okay. the training question. Okay, please do. So it sounds like there's some, di- the rich districts they they train the kids and then they like make them volunteer and it's mm-hmm. like supposed to be like they're truly like wait um, they're made to volunteer participating yeah. in the they're games. the careers yeah. that's Cato uh, and okay this the, is so much the okay. brunette girl who like her name is Foxface which I think is really like I'm gonna name my child Foxface that's her um, given name <laughs> yeah. oh my god I missed a lot. Yeah, okay, I, I remember this from the books. One of the people is named Glimmer. Glimmer Clove, <laughs> I think, is it? Yes, name? Clove. I love to name my child after a spice. Um, yeah, but Cato and Foxface are from, like, places that they train from birth. So that's oh. why also they're like, we're going to win. Also, we're, like, a, an alliance. They also should have made them kiss. Anyway, that's my... <laughs> that's always your, that's no, always your response to every movie. <laughs> you don't have a childhood in Pan Am. There's no oh. time for romance. They don't That's get any true. nice parts of their they, life. This makes more sense to me now. Thank you. And then Rue and um, Thresh, the guy who is also from her district, come from an agricultural district. So they're supposed to have, like, not skills, but they just, like, work outside and, like, you know, climb trees, I assume. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. I think there's, like, orchards. Is there like, a racial trees. divide? Because at first, when I, at the beginning of the movie, I was like, this is a really, really white movie. But then I was like, maybe the districts are supposed to be like racially divided. I think the the place where Ruin Thresh come from is supposed to be the South. So later when you get a picture of it, it's like there's a lot of black people and then there's also like very pale white people. <laughs> <laughs> there's no Asian people. Like, which, are there any which Asian people also, in this movie? I think in maybe two and three there are. Also, my question is like, if that's true and it's like different parts of the U.S., what part of the U.S. is District 12? New Jersey. There's <laughs> definitely an answer to this somewhere. The mid- oh, it's the oh, Appalachia. It's mining. Appalachia. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. Appalachia. They, like coal miners. 
Okay, yeah, yeah, not yeah. New okay, Jersey. Okay, we answered it. We answered it. Um, uh, so <laughs> now I feel like I understand a little more. And so if you're – so basically for the the poor districts, when you volunteer you, – or not volunteer. When you're selected, Nobody, you're going to die and you have yeah, no Yeah, I think skills. no one volunteers from yeah. like Katniss's. It was – it, yeah, it's their like, first – It's the she's the first ever in that district to volunteer. There's also a thing which they don't really get it – there's like one line about it in the movies. But the idea is that there's a lottery and – Yes, you can yes. get extra like food from the government if you're willing to put your name into the lottery more times. It's so dark. So that's why um, Katniss is so obsessed with like getting free food and hunting and stuff is because you, if she were to go get basically like um, ration welfare, mm-hmm. she would be entering herself more times. So it's like it, the the whole thing is like a big mind game by Pan Am to fuck with the district a squid game sorry um oh yeah (laughs) here's my other question why are the tributes rated on a scale of one to twelve and not one to ten i thought it was because there were 12 districts but then it doesn't (gasps) oh okay (laughs) that's actually an answer i just truly didn't have an answer their whole system is base 12 (laughs) (laughs) okay i have i want to talk about cena because i'm about to say something I think his name is Cinna. Cinna? Sorry, okay. Yeah, yeah. I think that he and Jennifer Lawrence have more chemistry than she does they with Peter. They have Pita. so much oh, chemistry. I said, oh, like, my God. <laughs> he cannot not... Lenny Kravitz can't not be, like, sexy. He's like, so hot. <laughs> he goes, don't you know how beautiful you look? Yes. And I literally shivered. <laughs> but also, is he gay? Like, I was kind of confused what his character was supposed... Is yeah. it in the... I don't know. I think it's ambiguous. What? I think it's ambiguous. I would think, and this is not to say that all bi people are like promiscuous because that's not <laughs> true, but I think in his case, he would be like a pansexual, like free, for, like everybody. He's Thank d- you for everybody. clarifying that. We would have been like, like really offended. I'm we're really not trying to get canceled this, on this pod. <laughs> we're truly explaining all this mostly based on like his gold eyeshadow, right? Right. <laughs> it is. That's the thing is like be, because in our. In our society, mm. many masculine men don't wear gold eyeshadow, but yeah. but maybe in this rich society the they totally do. So that might not mean anything. Anyway, he's hot. I think that they're hot together. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> um, I do think it's sort of funny that like she does this whole like I'm gonna be socially awkward but like adorable and like relatable, and that's how I'm gonna like get the crowd on my side. And I was like, Jennifer Lawrence is Katniss Everton. Whoa. That's a good insight. Anyway, um, wait, just one last thing, but it all leads it. I feel like they really got the anxiety before the beginning of the game. Yes, perfect. Yes. I mean, perfect. It was just her. The, the camera. And- yeah, even when she's like having the interview with um Stanley Tucci. Oh yeah, it's just like her being like, Ugh. which he does. He does so good. I love him. Oh, he's perfect. Um, I do have a picture that I'll post on the Twitter. <laughs> the lady says they're in the tubes. <laughs> <laughs> Which oh, is yeah. the most ridiculous thing. The little, the like game maker room where they have like holograms of everything that's happening is like, whoa. Yes. Like that's just like a crazy set to think yeah, about. Yeah. I actually, yeah, I wrote this down because it, somebody asked the director about it and they were like, yeah, like in the books, you don't get any, you don't get to see any of it. And so we really wanted the audience to like understand that there's like sort of Big Brother looking at them. And so we made this whole room. And I think it adds a lot. Like, totally. also the evil guy with the facial hair. Mm, I think okay. his name is 
uh, I can't remember his name. He, um, the game maker, um, he like, he definitely, um, I don't know, like he's only in movie one and he like acts the hell out of the role. And I really like whoever designed the facial hair. Like, I think it's so good. I really like the technology (laughs) room too. And, and it also sort of, because we're mostly in Katniss's. Seneca Crane, that's his name. Okay, nice. Yep. We're mostly in Katniss's world. So it's hard to understand that there are tech technology advancements. Like, like this is some sort of future world where they have technology we don't. And so seeing that, you're like, oh, like these poor people are truly, yeah. they have none of the resources. You know what's funny, though? When she goes into her, like, dorm room and she's like, whoa, it's, like, so, like, beautiful but ugly. Like, I'm like, many rooms, like, look like that now. <laughs> like, that's, like, mm-hmm. <laughs> what a lot of, like, boutique hotels look like that. <laughs> like, we have truly become the capital. Anyway, should we go into the game? Yes. Okay, as kids murder each other around the cornucopia of supplies, Katniss manages to grab a backpack and run to safety. Cato forms an alliance, including Peta, who leads them in the wrong direction. The game makers attack Katniss with huge balls of fire, burning her and sending her into reach of the alliance. She seeks shelter in a tree. Hamish does some schmoozing and convinces sponsors to send Katniss medicine for her burn. Rue, hiding in a nearby tree, tells Katniss to cut off a hive of genetically modified wasps down onto the alliance. She is able to escape the tree and collect a bow and arrow, but gets stung and passes out. When she comes to days later, Rue has tended to her stings. They team up to destroy the Alliance's horde of supplies, but Rue is killed. Katniss is distraught and decorates her body with flowers. Well, and the one, but something I'm going to point out that isn't in this recap is when Rue dies, Katniss becomes a killer. Oh, interesting. That's when Katniss crosses the crosses the threshold and plays and she kills somebody in she my mind i was like self-defense so i was kind of like oh absolutely less... yeah but she's still ki- but it's like the whole her whole thing is she's like i don't want to kill anybody yeah but yeah. she does for rue that's and true they let her like look at she like looks at the body and she's like oh shit like i did that we are all capable. i i was gonna say like the beginning scene where they're like all running around and like some people are dying it's like really scary and stressful and you see kato like murder a little kid who kind of looks like he belongs in stranger things mm. and like it's just like really well done and i think if they did it now they would like show us like cool fights and like they would just like do it in a totally different way um I don't and know. like it's sort of perfect though like no, no, no. that's what i'm saying like they shouldn't they shouldn't like film it like they would an avenger scene oh okay i get what you're saying like it's just very hard it's like very very hard to watch like it is just people children murdering each other that's why it's so and it makes sense it makes sense that the smartest thing is to just like hide yeah (laughs) it does feel like why why did that little boy go towards the cornucopia maybe he was maybe he was cutting it short because he knew he stood no chance yeah i have a question how do you go to the bathroom in this scenario (laughs) Great question. In Everything is filmed. Wait, Everything you... is filmed. Oh, I see. I see. Well, um, yeah. Also, it doesn't really. The cameras don't really make sense to me because like everything is filmed from every angle. Mm-hmm. So when later they're in the cave, I'm like, what? Like, where's the camera? Anyway, but I get it. Um, oh. I would probably. I'd probably just shit in the middle of the woods and be like, if they're going to air me doing this, they're mm-hmm. going to air me doing this. Do you think they like that? 
I is there I mean, like a the really capital? Who is, knows? Is there like a really gross part of Hunger Games that's not involved, where it's like just the people who are there to watch children go, to, like, go to the bathroom in the, the woods? Fucking Jeffrey Epstein, like oh of Hunger Games. My question was sort of related to con- to the control center, which is that if you lived in the capital and your job had to have like some connection to the Hunger Games, like planning it and stuff, like what would you do? <laughs> I would love to think of like the themes, yeah. <laughs> like, cause it. I'm jumping ahead. The 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 arena is kind of like, oh yeah, just the woods. But then you find out later that like that's not always what the arena looks like. Right. Like sometimes um, it's a city. Yeah, yeah that would actually be. Sometimes really fun. it's like an obstacle course, and I would <laughs> actually really enjoy coming up with uh, like the environment totally that's the that's the perfect answer i think that's so fun i was thinking that i could create monsters but i don't actually think i'd enjoy creating monster dogs Mm. yeah also the dogs are really fucked up which we can talk about later i think i would like planning the the like press events where you like introduce all the tributes because it just is like it's like academy awards like i would just like be involved in that side Ooh, i would also want to pack the backpack of supplies (laughs) <laughs> and just get to buy i would just be like "Ooh, what am i gonna put in here a little empty <laughs> container for water it would be so fun okay a chapstick <laughs> she's also a um, chapstick she, <laughs> she's also sleeping with the backpack when the fireballs come which i forgot um, she's like sleeping in the tree and I had fun thinking about how I would just like sleep through that and immediately die. <laughs> I wouldn't wait. Fire doesn't make any noise. I would just wake up when it's like burning my tree. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> I have a con- uh, confusion surrounding the Alliance. Okay. Now, now that you've explained that they've been trained, it sort of makes more fun, uh, more sense to me, but they're, they're kind of having fun. Which is not how I would feel in this scenario. Like, it sort of feels a little summer campy to me, mm-hmm. the way that they're interacting with each other. Like, get her, get her. Um, yeah. And it also, something that confuses me is that Kato is clearly the most capable of the Alliance. So if you're in the Alliance, you're, you have to know that you... You have to fight him. Yeah. yeah so <laughs> He's the final boss of the... Yeah. Alliance. Yeah. It's just like they're all going to die. So, I mean, it adds like an interesting layer to the story of like, oh, she has enemies within within the Hunger Games. But it feels unrealistic to me that anyone would be having a good time. The one thing Kato can't do is climb trees, turns out, which is really funny. He's too big. He's too big. (laughs) I mean, they still had to. It's funny because like it is a teen movie. So they still had to make it that like there's the popular kids. True. <laughs> and, like that she's not friends with the popular kids. <laughs> like so they funny. had to have like funny. yeah, the jocks. Yeah. <laughs> like, I think yeah, and I think like maybe it was supposed to be like they're sort of putting on that like gang mentality because they're pushing off the fact that they're all that only one of them will come yeah. out. And so like temporarily they're all gonna bond together because they're all like psychos. Yeah. <laughs> but but like they I mean, again, this movie doesn't have to be longer. But, like, again, they could have done, you know, they could have made one of them, like, hesitate or something. I don't know. Um, I I did, like, I did like everybody, like, all the all the kids with, like, the smaller roles, like, all did a good job. Like, I thought they all did what they were supposed to do. And yeah. I believed them. And, yeah. Whenever there's a movie that, a teen movie that actually has consistently great acting, it's immediately 
far above most of the stuff they do they do all look like models like they're like (laughs) one of the girls who dies immediately in the cornucopia and you just get a still of her dead face like she's so beautiful (laughs) i did notice is everyone a model (laughs) um my other thing will all be gorgeous (laughs) yeah we'll have like bee stung lips um my um my other comment here was that when she hallucinates because of the wasp venom I don't know. Um, her hallucination is Stanley Tucci, like walking through the forest. What did you guys think about Rue? What do we think about Rue dying? It's very sad. It's very sad. I'll, oh. as I've gotten older, I've my tolerance to dead children has gone lower and mm-hmm. lower. Totally. And I like. I remember. Uh, six months ago or something I was watching like a Godzilla movie with my roommate which it wasn't even about children but there was like a shot where um a school bus is going over a bridge and like Godzilla's fucking with the bridge and you just hear the kids screaming and yeah. I remember being like nope like I'm not here for kids in danger and I I don't know if it's like society or my biological clock telling me that these are all my children (laughs) but like (laughs) I'm not dead kids, man. I don't like it. Yeah, yeah it's, too it's hard. very hard. I think it's, I, I think they do such a good job and it definitely makes you cry. And I think she reacts so, so well and so perfect. And again, it, it makes me question though, is like, how did these relationships and this type of thing not happen in previous Hunger Games? Like how did the youngest children and someone with any empathy not, team up and like have experiences like this yeah i think usually it's sort of like hints that like usually the younger kids just die immediately Mm because like rue's odds were like really low oh yeah um i do think like it's so it's so interesting because like this movie did come under fire for like you know kids killing each other like violence and like when you read the book like you said there's some distance because it's a fantasy slash sci-fi world and you're like whatever but, like, the decision to then turn it into a movie was big. And, like, then people were like, well, there's children all around the world that, like, have to experience violence. This is nothing new. And then, but the then the other side's like, well, this is, like, made up. And it's just for, like, suburban teens to, like, pretend that they would be good at it. So, like, mm. there's just, it's an interesting, like, why were uh, so many young adults, like, I really want to see the story about kids killing each other. Like, right. <laughs> But I, I like and and I'll say like I loved I loved reading the book like I think I read the whole series like twice and um and I don't like is it just like being a suburban teen and there's nothing going on <laughs> like it sort know. of reminds me of um something I read about Westworld so Westworld is about a a a fake area made of clones where people can pay and go and like kill prostitutes and do terrible things. And people who watch the show, we're watching it and we're thinking that the people are despicable, but we're also watching it and watching them kill prostitutes and getting some like thrill out mm-hmm. of that. Right. So like it's this confusing yeah. thing of being like, well, I'm watching it and kind of analyzing it and like commenting on it, but you're also getting a thrill of seeing people murder each Violence, other. So yeah. it's, it's, I don't think you really can separate it. And it's sort of in the, they talk about it in the movie where they're like and everybody watches the hunger games yeah like there's no opting out of it even if you don't get selected you sit at home and you watch it 
for a week or however long it lasts. Society's not. I was also just gonna say, just to the point about Prue, not Prue, Rue. Um, see, I'm already mixing it up with. Prue. I think <laughs> part of the reason that like she and Katniss have a special connection is that like um, Katniss sees her. She, she has a little sister. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. So I think that's like their. Not to say that Rue's not a great character, but like it's less about Rue and more about like Katniss just takes care of little girls as like a an instinct. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. They like cuddle up because like why wasn't like um, the other guy from her district like also helping her out? I mean, he kind of does, but like you know, why wasn't why didn't they have like a big brother little sister relationship? But yeah. Right. Um. Anyway, should we should we go to yes? The end? Okay. After oh some- my favorite scene. Anyway. After some encouragement from Hamish, the game makers announce that two tributes can win if they're from the same district. Katniss finds Peta badly injured and camouflaged <laughs> and helps him get to safety. They kiss and Gail watches along, butthurt. Important supplies are placed at the cornucopia, so Katniss slips out to get Peta medicine. She's attacked by a tribute who brags about killing Rue, but is saved by the boy from Rue's district. Another tribute dies after eating berries that Peta collected, not knowing they were poisonous. Next, he and Katniss are attacked by monster dogs, and Cato gets Peta in a headlock, but Katniss hits his hand with an arrow and he falls to the dogs. With two tributes left, there is an announcement that only one person can win. Katniss and Peta are about to eat the poison berries together when they are crowned the winners. The leaders are not happy. She disobeyed the fascism. This has my favorite scene, which is rock Peta, <laughs> camouflage Peta. River, you don't river like Peta. It? I love, I like, I remember just like seeing it on Tumblr. People would just like take that screenshot. But how? He just looks so ridiculous. It's insane that he would be like near death, decide (laughs) I'm going to, the safest place for me to hide is in broad daylight in the river. Let me grab my supplies and disguise myself as a chunk of the river with what little energy I have remaining. And I'll just wait. It's also, yeah, like, where is all the paint from? And it's on his face. And he doesn't have a mirror. It's on his entire body. (laughs) He must be really good at that. I just, like, I would watch a 25-minute YouTube video of, like, the making of that scene. Like, absolutely. (laughs) Like, would love to see it. And I'm I'm really sad it maybe doesn't exist. Anyway, um... (laughs) I mean, this is when the movie just like clicks in, like slow, slow to start, but like we've got a love triangle. Yeah, yeah. People outsmarting each other. We've got some stakes. We've got they're fighting the man. Like the final act is Chef's Kiss. It's good. I was gonna say, how good would you be at pretending to fall in love with Josh Hutcherson in the middle of a dystopian Hunger Games? Everybody answer. Yeah, I, I, sure. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. People like it's such a heightened atmosphere that I feel like I would just throw myself in. You know what I mean? Like it's like when you're you're already very worked up, a lot of emotions. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. It's a very, you got your hormones because you're a teenager. Yeah, like, I, mm-hmm. I agree. I agree. Jane? I mean, yeah, if he's, if he implied that he liked me, it would be very easy for me to like him. Yeah, me too. In fact, I probably wouldn't able to not like him, even if he be, like you know was a monster. If he liked me, I would be into it. Yeah, I would. I I think like even if I didn't like him, I would be really good at pretending because that's almost like more fun. I can I <laughs> ask then a, you wouldn't be self conscious. Can I ask a clarification? Clarification question. Okay, 
at the end, are we supposed to know or believe that Katniss knows the berries? Like, are, okay. <laughs> is Katniss <laughs> supposed to be smart and she knows that they're going to stop them? Yeah. I think she's like gambling on it and she's like, well, I don't want to kill him. So like, if this doesn't work, I'd rather die. But like, I think this might work. And PETA is like slower and he's like, whatever, I'll eat them. I PETA went into it ready to die. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. PETA, PETA, yeah. PETA, the moment he got his name called was like, I'm going to try to help Katniss to, to, to my death. Yeah. Mm. It's interesting that he's like, guys, everybody knows I'm not going to make it. And I'm like, huh? It is. <laughs> I, that's what I would say, too. I don't. OK, I'm going to again, I'm going to watch the next two movies. But I don't think that PETA and Katniss have chemistry. And is that because she's faking it or is it because they don't have chemistry i think they have you like friend chemistry totally yeah. totally and agree I with don't you no and i don't know if that's on purpose or not but like okay. i do buy that they vibe and like get along yeah 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 i think in the first movie it's supposed to be like she doesn't know if she's quite as into him but like he did have a crush on her for a long time i can't remember when she's like oh yeah i do like him it's almost like too convenient but like he's also like very lovable in the books i remember in what way he's just like he's just a soft boy yeah we love a soft boy who bakes i wish he was taller (laughs) i feel like maybe that would have helped things for me oh my god Sorry, Jennifer Lawrence is just like a real she's woman. Just, yeah, like she needs she's just tall a real man. I mean, oh she and God. Liam Hemsworth are both like truly statuesque. Like yes. they look yeah. like they go together. They look like a Barbie and a Ken. And so Josh Hutcherson, cute as he is, does not it just the mind does not click into it as quickly. You know, maybe the the when they were casting, they like knew that most people reading the books would like automatically be looking at PETA. And to spice up the love triangle more, they were like Let's make her look and have chemistry physically more with Gail so that you truly feel the love triangle. Because he does, he is a hottie. I don't think he acts anymore. Which one? Hemsworth. Uh, Gail. Oh. Is he in stuff? Is he the one who was with Miley Cyrus? Yes. Yes. Yep. (laughs) All right. Then I don't, I don't, that's all I know about him. Um, I was going to say, um, there's some things in this part of the movie in particular that I remember like laughing at as a teen, like when he puts the medicine on her forehead and then he um, like rubs his thumb on it. Like I remember watching with friends and being like, it's like Simba yeah. and the Lion King. <laughs> I think like, just like, again, sort of similar, Jane, to when we watched Scott Pilgrim, it sort of brought me back to like things I remember laughing at as a teen, which was really nice. Um also, this time, when Hamish gives her the note that's like, you call that a kiss, both me and Nate were like, suck his dick. <laughs> <laughs> Which, that's what I feel like would happen now. When did I, you watch this? Sorry. No, please. I think I watched it when it came out. No, so I, was I mean, did you watch that this morning? <laughs> oh, great question. So, Jane and I hung out until, I don't know, like 1030 last night, and I was like, I'm going to have to watch it tomorrow morning, but it's so long. So I think I'll watch like half an hour while I'm like getting ready for bed. I ended up watching the whole thing last night. Yeah. It also, it doesn't really lull. Yeah. Lizzie, what were you going to say? I was going to say like, yeah, I mean, were this to become a real thing, I think there would be a huge, like, I don't want to die a virgin 
Yeah, like, fucking and sucking. People would be yeah. fucking in the arena, like everywhere. I mean, not twelve-year-olds. I don't want to be gross, but like thirteen-year-olds definitely. Sixteen and up, they are fucking in the arena. Absolutely. Well, and if it's like the and more fans you get, it would be only fans. Also, like, like they send a boy and a girl. Like, what are they? <laughs> yeah, talk about gender binary. But what would happen is like the the people the careers would like be like an influencer or like have an OnlyFans leading up to the Hunger Games and then they would go in and be like you want to see me fuck in the river? Like give me medicine, give me food. Oh my god. This is oh this is so <laughs> it's like darker but it feels honest. Um what did we think about the animal the dogs? <laughs> they were not dogs. <laughs> well okay in the books oh, okay they're made of the dead tributes what there's like a thing maybe i'm like completely making this up but there's like a thing in the books where katniss like looks into their eyes and they have human eyes and she recognizes she's like oh one of them looks like glimmer's eyes one of them looks (gasps) like clove's eyes and that's what they did with the bodies of the dead kids is they turn them into mutant dogs i remember this too you're right that is so scary so fucked up terrifying they were like, we can't do that. Instead, we'll combine a panther with a pit bull with an ape. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> I also find it weird that after Kato dies, she mercy kills Kato by shooting him with an arrow. Mm-hmm. Um, the dogs, like, don't want to eat him. <laughs> they had their like, fill. No, we just wanted to, like, wrestle him. Maybe they're designed, though, because they're obviously, like... GMO, whatever. Maybe they're just designed to only. <laughs> what is that? What is? I don't even know what GMO stands for. Um, <laughs> gen- genetically modified. Do you mean like they're cyborgs? Like they're robots too? They're just not real, and so maybe they've been designed to kill only things that are alive. Wait, what does GMO stand for? GMOs are real, Jane. No, what does GMO stand for? <laughs> genetically modified organism. You're right. Organism, you're right. organism. But okay. they are GMOs. Um, yeah. Thank they you. Are. STEM, but are they also STEM. robots? Okay, women in STEM. Um, I do think this is like a beginning of a she she like hashtag resisted. Like she is the beginning. Oh yeah. Of Elizabeth like she Warren? resisted. <laughs> um but I I it's kind of wild to remember this, but like when I watched this and like loved the franchise, I didn't really like care about it politically at all. I was just like, and I think it's far enough. It's not obvious enough that you can just truly not try to make the connections. <laughs> I think so, too. I think that this movie for plenty of young people is pure entertainment. Yeah. Totally. Oh, yeah. Including me. Um, it yeah, also, I like, don't, I don't feel bad know, about that. Even if you really pick apart the political nuances of it, like, at the end of the day, the message is like, fascism bad. Like, like, sure, you don't need to be engaged with that. Bad to have really rich people and really poor people. And it's like, you know, um, in comparison, like I also read Handmaid's Tale at the same time and I love the book. And I think like the way that they made the show try to tie into like current events is like really annoying to me. So Mm -hmm. I'm glad that they didn't do that with Hunger Games. Um, Yeah, that's all I'll say. Um, I also said that, so you know how the, the, um, the showrunner, Seneca Crane, they, they basically kill him. They like put him in a room with the poison berries and they're like, you fucked up. Like you die now. 
And I was like, what if they did that after every season of The Bachelor? <laughs> they just like, kill the guy. <gasps> or they did. <laughs> they did that to the host who had like the whole like racist art or racist discourse arc on The Bachelor recently. Anyway, that's my point. Yeah, that was that was a nice little detail. I like that. They just they they let you infer what was happening, which is he's yeah, they eat slip some poison. It in. Do you think that he ate poison berries or do you think that he just like hung out for three days? You know what I mean? And and then <laughs> that's died. true. What would you do? I thought about that. I was like, I, w- I wonder if you could like call their bluff and like just sit there and wither away. But it would know, sort of depend if you. the poison berries are like painful like, or tasty. Yeah. Does your tummy? <laughs> <laughs> Okay, should we should we wrap it up? Yeah. Okay, we have come to the end where we each answer three questions. And Lizzie, you can go first. Great, thank you. So the first is, is this movie good or bad? This movie is good. I will say the sequel is better. <gasps> I'm so excited to watch. Okay, that's so Jane? exciting. I think this movie is great. And I'm, I'm really excited to watch the rest of the series. I think the movie's good too. I I like forgot I forgot it was this I forgot I liked it this much actually. Um or that I thought it was this like well done. I think it like yeah, there's just like more interesting things they're doing with like the camera and shit that like I just totally forgot. Um and I love a character that comes in the second and third book, Finnick O'Dare. So like I do I am excited for like the rest of it. Um okay. Second question is, do you like this movie? Which I already answered myself. Yes, I like this movie. I like the second half more than the first half. Oh, interesting. Having seen, being all caught up on the exposition. Yeah. Jane? I loved it. And I complain about long movies. Like I said, this movie is over three hours. I loved every minute of it. Are you right? Wait. <laughs> three hours, two minutes. Is that true? It does not feel that long. There are movies that are 90 minutes that feel much, much longer. Okay. Oh, 142 minutes. Did I? Uh oh, did I? That's not three hours. No, I swear to God. No. Were you watching like an extended director's cut yeah. or something? Oh, no. Maybe it was just counting the credits. Okay. Um, the third question is what type of teen is this movie for? C- jocks, maybe. And <laughs> um, I don't know, like any teen that can stomach it. Like, hmm. just not for little sensitive poet types yeah um, it's hard because it's a lot of action but i know just read the book yeah yeah but i think a lot of most teens can find something okay i feel crazy and i am gonna go check netflix after this because it did tell me three hours and two minutes but the internet is telling me two hours and 22 minutes so Mm -hmm. i feel crazy right now and i feel lied to um who would like this movie I think that there's a sect of teens and honestly young adults who just will read and be engaged with anything dystopian. Mm, dystopia teen. So yeah. that was my answer. I agree with that. I think also, I think it's mainly for girls, but I think <laughs> it's for girls and then like their teen boyfriends to go together. I think it's a great teen date movie. I will say that Walter, my boyfriend, said Hunger Games is for girls. And then it led us <gasps> into one of our many conversations we have where he, he hates women and he hates things that are <laughs> feminine. Uh, well, yeah. Women are notoriously the weaker sex. Yeah. But I, 
That's interesting because I feel like it's so much less like if I were a teen dude insecure about my heterosexuality and my masculinity and I had a girlfriend and she was like, do you want to see like Twilight or The Hunger Games? I would be like, oh, The Hunger Games. Like it's like a little like there's not like shirtless, you know what I mean? Like I, I I would think of all the teen franchises that it would be like the most acceptable to men. Mm. I agree. I think it's like the easiest sell for a teen boyfriend. Also because like there's there's more action than Twilight and there's many like boy characters who you can care about. And like we didn't even talk about like Donald Sutherland is so good as President Snow mm-hmm. and like so creepy. there's just all these interesting Haymitch is fun. I think Woody Harrelson does a great like drunk person. So like I don't know. So you can just like be distracted about that if you hate women. <laughs> And Jennifer Lawrence. Um, Lizzie, what are you watching these days that's not this? Um, I've been watching Succession mm-hmm. in its way, a Hunger Games. <laughs> um, <laughs> I've been, my mom and I are very into the Great British Bake Off. Oh, yeah. Um, which recently ended its season, but there's like, then we went back and watched some of like the holiday episodes. Um, so we're, we're enjoying both of those. Are you a baker? Not particularly. Okay. Um, certainly not as much as Peta, um, <laughs> or a, a cake decorator. <laughs> but I can I like can follow a recipe. <sighs> we should have all tried to do face paint to make ourselves look like rock or river. <laughs> Jane, what are you watching these days? Nothing new to report except I watched the movie Passing, which is mm-hmm. like a big, probably Oscar-y movie starring tessa thompson who i love um i don't know how much i loved it to be honest because i was telling Issa i struggle with movies where they're set in the 20s and people talk like this Um, (laughs) so that's like a big obstacle for me but it's objectively a good movie well specifically you were like did they really talk like that and i do think it's the the thought of like it is really funny to imagine like what if someone traveled back in the past and like tried to like blend in and all of the people were like why are you talking yes (laughs) i want to know if you know what people talked like in the 20s right now Um, I also am still working my way through Midnight Mass. I did start, um, Hawkeye, the Avengers series, mm. even though I've, like, another archer, like, the Avengers like another Katniss. archer, Haley Steinfeld, who we like. Um, we also recently, like, a f- like, months ago, we saw people filming a scene for it near our street. And so I'm purely watching it just to find the scene. And I haven't seen it yet. And I'm pissed off that I have to watch more of it because I don't think it's that good. Although I do like Haley Steinfeld. So I will report what episode is near me. <laughs> but um, Lizzie, thank you so much for suggesting this movie. I totally forgot how much I would enjoy it. And I'm really happy we did it. Thank you for being on. Thank thank you. And um, go J-Law. Welcome back. Welcome back, J-Law. Is there anything that you want to plug? Sure. So um, I um, made a movie a couple years ago, um, and it's available to rent on Vimeo. So if you go to Vimeo on demand slash people people, you can rent it. It's a rom-com. It is not three hours long. It's a, a, a chill like 75 minutes. So Hell if yeah. you are just looking for um, something cute to watch on an extended lunch break, go ahead and rent that. Um, I would love for you to see it. What a good holiday option. 
holiday with your fam mm. not too long a movie mm-hmm. listeners you should check it out i think i might today we're having Please. like a really chill we're having like a really chill day Please. um jane would you like to mention our upcoming movie yes it's angus thongs and perfect snogging what is the book called it's it's full frontal snogging full frontal snogging that was which is change. interesting because like i don't know i <laughs> is snogging ever anyway anyway <laughs> That's my... I'm we'll go excited. into it next week. Yeah. That was Under the Bleachers, our podcast about teen content. We would love if you hit that subscribe button, whatever way you get your podcasts. Don't forget to rate and leave a review. And please share us with a Hunger Games loving friend. And with a teen. You can get in touch with us at underthebleacherspod at gmail.com and find us on Twitter at at Bleacher Teens. Also, subscribe to our Patreon to kick us some support. We may or may not be recording some video content when Jane and I hang out in an Airbnb around the holidays at patreon.com slash under the bleachers pod. Okay, we will see you next time. Under, under the, the bleachers. bleachers.